0: Did you have a toxic person in your life that didn't seem to match up with all the criteria of narcissism? Or it seemed like they had a, a lower level. It seemed like it wasn't as bad as someone else's relationship. Well, a lot of times people struggle with the concept of like, wait a second. Like, like what is this? Is there a spectrum? Is there an idea of like how bad this person actually might be? Because my narcissist didn't seem as bad as that narcissist and et cetera, et cetera. A lot of times we're comparing. A lot of times there's like, what you, what, what's going on? And when it comes down to it, There's an aspect that a lot of people have levels of narcissism in them. Some people even go as far as to say, hey, healthy narcissism, like uh, an aspect of narcissism that is not abusive in nature, that is not actually going to the level of abusing someone. A lot of times I, I hesitate and I don't think I've probably ever said it on my channel saying the word healthy narcissism, but I want to be able to touch base on it just a little bit and how it's actually defined and kind of goes through in the book that I want to touch on today when narcissism comes to church, okay, from a person who is a Christian but also a clinician and I want to kind of give you a little bit of an idea because he dives into healthy narcissism and what that looks like on like a spectrum, okay? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. Self-aware narcissist on this channel provide awareness, growth, and healing and change. We're dropping videos every single day on all the platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. If you don't follow us, just go to Raw Motivations on any of those platforms. Would love to interact with you there. But we're producing all this stuff to help you get an awareness of what you're dealing with. Because a lot of times you're in the muck, you're in the fog and you're like, I don't actually know what this is. I don't actually understand what's going on. And then someone says like, hey, you maybe you're struggling with, with um, being with someone who's toxic and is narcissistic. And you look it up and you're like, oh my gosh, that's what it is. You might have either stumbled across this content or you might have had someone share. it. I would encourage you today, if you know someone that's struggling with this, share it with them. Share different aspects, different videos, different podcasts, whatever it might be to help people get that awareness. Because more people that are aware, more people that understand and can latch into the truth of the situation, those are the people that start to get free help someone out that way. Um, Go to narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P, narcapp.com, stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, narcapp.com. You can go there and you can see accountability, um, responsibility, courses, uh, places for encouragement, places to ask advice, but it's an app that we've built to try to help provide community for people like you that have had to go through narcissistic abuse and are unsure what is actually going on. You can find that encouragement. You can log into weekly lives. You can engage, ask questions. We've got the monthly coaching that has people all over the globe, like helping them heal, grow, and change and develop with that forward thinking of like, where do we go from here? How do we keep moving on? If you want to talk to me one on one, links down in the bio rawmotivations.com. Would love to interact with you. Anyways, let's dive in. So, narcissism on a spectrum and then also healthy narcissism. am going to kind of touch on both, okay? Um, narcissism, a lot of times I talk about initially is being like on a spectrum of like, hey, you've got someone with like the traits, then you've got someone that could be, you know, diagnosed, and then you've got someone that continues on in the narcissist aspect into um, sociopath and into psychopath, okay? So, it's kind of like a, a range going up. So, think of it this way. A psychopath is always going to be a narcissist, but a narcissist is not always going to be a psychopath because it's kind of a... Uh, uh, a range going up a spectrum okay so whenever we talk about it like i said we're looking at the book here when narcissism comes to church and it mentions in here a couple things that i want to be able to share about healthy narcissism and how it actually like works and and goes together okay so the dsm-5 doesn't say everything that needs to be said about narcissism right i mean there's not a ton in there about it Um, Indeed, narcissism comes in many different faces, many different forms, and some looks like classic caricatures, and others are more subtle and looks more insidious. For starters, it is important to remember that narcissism exists along a spectrum from healthy to toxic. On one end is the healthy narcissism, where we live humbly yet confidently, anchored by an experience of being loved deeply at a core level. Picture a child who boldly performs a cartwheel for her father receiving his delight. When we're loved well, we develop a healthy confidence. When we see healthy narcissism, we also notice a healthy shame, a, recogni- a recognition of our own limitations, and a humble acknowledgement that we're not the center of the world. Note how both have to work in tandem. That's huge because narcissism as a whole is like, hey, I am the center of the world. I am the person that everything needs to ro- rotate around. I am the God of the universe. I am the one that's it's all focused on me. Like a healthy aspect of shame is like understanding what that is and how to process it so that it doesn't spiral someone into a negative aspect, into a toxic aspect where they're abusing other people. Going further, I love this quote here. It says healthy narcissism, both personally and organizationally, manifests in competence rather than certainty, empathy rather than ingrination, clarity rather than confusion, humility rather than arrogance curiosity rather than defensiveness i think those are powerful and in a really awesome way to be able to see like wait a second is this person being overly defensive or are they being curious you know is this person showing a bunch of arrogance or are they being more humble you know is this person just providing more confusion or is there more clarity like a whole different aspect of like looking at this he says he goes on to say over the years I've met many gifted pastors for instance whose public persona might be constru- constructed as narcissistic because of their confidence and charisma but whose humility and self-understanding demonstrate health instead of pathology. This is why it's most mostly unhelpful to toss around labels based on appearances. Clinicians cl- cannot talk. Clinicians have the tools and capacity for assessment that lay people do not have. You see, some people show elevations on the narcissistic spectrum that indicate narcissistic style of relating. This is not alarming in itself. Indeed, one may manifest the characteristics of health we just looked at. At times, there are circumstantial reasons for elevation, a particularly challenging season uh, leading to ego defensiveness. Uh, Or the elevation may be representative of a long-time pattern of relating that makes some shame-based insecurity or anxiety but which the person is aware of and capable of navigating. A style is not a pathology. But as a clinician, I want to pay close attention of how it plays out in the person's life and what animates it from within. So it's like the idea of like having some of these styles, having some of these aspects, but they're not being um, at the place where they're in complete denial. They're not at the place where they're like, oh, that doesn't exist. They're like, no, I'm aware of it. And this is what I'm working on changing. This is what I'm working on developing. So it's like, it's like picking up different attributes, different styles that a person might have that are narcissistic or appear narcissistic but are stemming from sometimes that ego, sometimes that shame, sometimes different aspects, but they're also working on it, okay? So there's like on the the low end, okay? Then he goes on and he talks about narcissistic type. An even more pronounced elevation is the narcissistic type. In this case, a narcissistic personality is more defined and potentially more of a problem. These are the folks that that an average onlooker might describe as narcissistic based on classic caricatures of narcissism. Indeed, these elevations may indicate the presence of toxic shame and a coping pattern that protects and defends from further shame. However, in my experience, those in the range of style to type have the capacity for some measure of curiosity. Though perhaps defensive at first, they may relax their guard to assess their inner world and engage honestly in hard conversations about the implications of their narcissism. I see this at times in my pastoral candidates' assessments as conversation about narcissistic elevations leads to honest self-reflection and candid conversations of potential impact of their behavior. That said, the more elevated someone is, the more pronounced the narcissistic behavior may be, leading to potential issues in relationships, work, and other aspects of life. So what he's going on to say is he's saying, hey, there's a style, there's a type, and then there's actually the pathology. And a lot of times we'll have people that ask like, wait, am I narcissistic now that I've been with someone, now that I feel like I have some of these traits, some of those are going back to what, I'll, what I refer what I refer to as narcissistic fleas. That would almost be the same idea as like sometimes the style of like, hey, there's been a deep wound, there's been deep shame, there's been a lot of stuff that had come out in the relationship that are causing this to be a defense mechanism, those are causing this to be a shift in behavior based on that person. But it doesn't mean it's a lost cause. It means, hey, that's something we can work on because we can identify it. You know that it's wrong. We know that it's wrong. Let's work on it. Let's build a plan to heal, grow, and change. Okay. Then he talks about the last one here. As we reach the latter end of the spectrum, we find a pathological narcissism that is diagnosable and often toxic in relationships and the workplace. Here, the psyche is hijacked by a false self that becomes the primary mask that the narcissist wears in the world. The mask is essential for what the narcissist is going to put up. The mask goes there to be able to say, hey, this is the false self. I don't want to acknowledge who I actually am. I want to put a projection up there of someone else. The narcissistic person becomes convinced that this is who he is. And the cost of his loss of connection to his his core true self manifests in a toxic style of relating. Sadly, when narcissism becomes toxic, the person generally has little to no capacity to see themselves or see the debris of relational damage in their wake. Their ego defensiveness is the product of years of self-protection, and most clinicians would be skeptical at the prospect of substantial change. Hopefully that gives you an idea from the style to the type to the pathology. It gives you like a range of like, wait, what are they actually looking at? What are they actually exemplifying on a day-to-day basis? Because a lot of times people are like, well, maybe they're not like diagnosed. Maybe they're just this. Okay, well, look at the demonstration. See if there's an opportunity that they actually want to be open to that change. Are they actually curious? Like he uses that a lot. Like curious versus defensive. Like the person that's so defensive that they deny who they actually are. They deny the acknowledgement of the things that are going on inside. And they'd rather keep that mask. They'd rather keep hidden behind it. The thing is, as you're going through life and you're like, hey, I feel like I picked up a narcissistic style. I feel feel like I've picked up part of this from that narcissistic relationship. The thing is, that's something we can work on. That's something we can build and have a plan to work through that healing process because you're like, wait a second, this is something I acknowledge. That's the difference between you and the narcissist because the narcissist doesn't want to acknowledge where they are on the map. As a result, they'll never get to where they want to go because they're unwilling to be vulnerable and honest with the stuff that's going on on a day-to-day basis. Hope that helps. to we'll let make sure you guys know, hey, no matter what you're going through, no matter how you feel, you're not crazy. You're not alone and you're not hopeless. Reach out for help.